What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? And happy hump day. It is Wednesday, and uh, Clark and Bob are here in the house. Talking about Matthew 25. That's right. Is it 25? Yep, chapter 25. (laughs) And right now, Jesus is throwing down some eschatology. And that, my friends, is a big fancy word for end times. Jesus is talking about when he's going to come back, what that's going to look like, the mm-hmm. seriousness of it, mm-hmm. the separation, all kinds of stuff. So this is really the second chapter on end times. Yesterday's reading talked about this as well. But we're going to look at chapter 25. And I want to jump right back into um, where we left off and where we began, and that is the parable of the ten virgins. Let me sum it up for you real quick. Basically, there's a parable about the bridegroom left, and the, they're not sure when he's going to return. Mm-hmm. And so there are the ten virgins waiting, and they're supposed to be awake and have the lanterns lit for when he returned. Um, oil lamps back in the day, mm-hmm. I know, took about 15 minutes is how long they lasted with their oil. And so every 15 minutes, this is kind of a fun historical fact, uh, you'd have to replenish the oil. And the premise of this is some mm-hmm. of them were prepared for when the... The bridegroom came back, and yeah. some of them were not. And mm-hmm. then the people who were not, the bridegroom said, I don't know you. You weren't prepared. You weren't waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And that relationship was done with. And, you know, in it, to translate it, now it's talking about Jesus Christ will return one day. And so the question we ask often is, when is that? Well, yeah. the Bible's clear. We don't know. Right. <laughs> and even more than that, um, be ready. Like not knowing and be ready. That's kind of what the preparedness of, Mm -hmm. you know, this parable is kind of what stuck out. And in that, it actually brought me back to some snowstorms. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Midwest, I know some of you guys have like six inches of snow right now. Oh, we just got a message from your sister yesterday. Yeah. But in the morning... Going to school, it was green it was and brown. not snowing. <laughs> then at lunchtime, they had six inches of snow. So that's oh, that's, that's the my real friends deal. why I live in California. We can see the mountains up on top of the the snow on top of the mountains. Yeah, we, want, we if, can if we now. want it. If we want it, yeah, that's true. And we come true. back home. Um, anyway, where I was going there was one time growing up, there was a, a really heavy snow and ice storm. My parents had a bunch of candles, but they also had kerosene lamps. And so that's what Clark was talking about in this parable, how the foolish did not bring oil for their lamps, but the wise brought jars of, of oil for their lamps. And so I just remember playing games literally by candlelight and with kerosene lamps. And so this kind of brought that back a little bit. But one of the things that stuck out in just studying this a little bit is you, um, you're prepared or you're not. Your preparedness does not get transferred to someone else. There is yeah. an element of personal responsibility. There's a quote that sounds like this. Um, There's no grandchildren in the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're in the kingdom of heaven, you're a child of God. Yeah. You can't transfer that. And so let's just be encouraged to be ready, to have our oil ready with our lamps um, yeah. for the bridegroom's return. Um, and in that, I would add, um, am I living with a sense of urgency? And not that there's fear or anxiety or a sense of, a sense of franticness, mm-hmm. but am I seeking the Lord with all I've got today? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make the most of my relationship with Jesus this day because I have no idea what mm-hmm. tomorrow's going to bring. And honestly, people, it's 2020. If we haven't learned that by this point, I don't know when we ever will. Right. But like living with a sense of urgency, giving God everything I have, and, and that flows out of a relationship with him. It's not uh, a works of righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's not me earning anything, but it's receiving God's love every day, yeah. loving him back, and then loving everybody else with all that I got. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's part of that being prepared. And like Bobby said, it doesn't matter what you're 
parents' faith is or your kids' faith or your pastor's neighbor's faith. It, Jesus is going to look you in the eye someday mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just say, do I know you? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know what? If we believe that Jesus died, resurrected, professed with our mouth that he's Lord and mm-hmm. you know, looking at Romans ten nine, it says that we'll be saved. And so there's this beautiful believing, professing, but also walking with God that we want to encourage you in. That mm-hmm. don't don't wait. I remember Pastor CJ's sermon a couple years ago, him preaching this passage and talking about how he yeah. and his brothers were home alone. The parents were like, "Hey, before we get home, we need you to clean the house and do the dishes and get your bed ready." And of course, being three young dudes, they did not do that. They pushed it off and holler at you, <laughs> CJ, if you're listening. But um, I think Monica called him was like, hey, we're heading home early. We'll be home in like 10 minutes instead of like an hour. And, of course, they're frantically running around the house, getting it ready, vacuuming, <laughs> doing the dishes, getting their bed ready. And I'm sure Vince and Monica knew when they got home, like, and... yeah, they just did this last, last <laughs> second, half-heartedly, you know. Um, but think more so with your soul. I'm just like, God, do I have my heart settled? Am I prepared? Yeah. Um, am I seeking you every day? And uh, I hope the answer is yes. And so I guess for me, you want to transition to that next section. Mm-hmm. In the next section is the, the parable of the talents. Oh, are we going to that section? I thought we were... Yeah. I did Nothing stuck out for me from that. What stuck out well, for you? I was going to say, <laughs> kind of trans, transitioning from that first part is, well, how, what does it look like for me to be prepared and live with a sense of urgency? I think it transitions well to the parable of the talents picking up in verse 14. Oh, okay. And it's, again, a story of a man going on a journey. He called his servants to them. He entrusted uh, talents, finances to them, mm-hmm. and then he left. Mm-hmm. And then when he returns, he basically says, you know, to the to the one, I don't know, is it 10, 5, 10? He gave five talents, two talents, and one talent. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, he came expectantly saying, all right, now how did you grow these? How did you improve my business? And again, translating that is like, all right, Jesus, you've given us gifts and skills, spiritual gifts, resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have we used those for your kingdom? And I think that ties really well into that first section of, right. okay, if I'm living, I'm waiting for Jesus Christ to come back. I got to sit down and I want to encourage you listeners right now. What has God given you? What has God given me in terms of my resources, my 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 knowledge, uh, my network, my skills, my gifts, mm-hmm. my spiritual gifts? Um and how am I using these for his glory? Because someday God's going to look at you and go, you know what? I gave you right. an ability to calculate numbers that was was very unique and second to none. How did you use that for my kingdom? I gave you a sense of humor for you know whatever it is. God made you uniquely, whether it's ability to communicate or to uh, be mm-hmm. merciful or to be kind or to be generous. And I gave you this money. I gave this ability to make wealth. Mm-hmm. And how did you live in a sense of urgency and preparedness because I am coming back. Mm. Did you grow that for my kingdom? Did you grow that out of love for me and love for your neighbor? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of what I got out of it. That's a good It's in COVID. Pondering. Yeah, how are we being creative with everything that God's given us? Mm-hmm. And really the idea of rewards makes us all uncomfortable. Let's be real. Right. But okay. the Bible speaks to it clearly. Like you're saved by grace through faith. You're not earning anything, no amount of money, but... Based upon how we live, there will be a judgment. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of transitions to the last part. Right. And that's Jesus is talking about this pretty seriously. Um, He talks about this is entitled the sheep and the goats and um, how really he's laying out the reality of eternity with him forever for all of um, all time in glory and then eternity apart from him. And uh, so that's actually a little bit of what stuck out to me. I'm going to read the message version of verses 31 through 33 to you. When he finally appears, blazing in beauty, and all his angels with him, 
the Son of Man will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him, and he will sort the people out, much as a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats, putting sheep to the right and goats off to the left. Then the king will say, this is verse 34, to those on the right, enter you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. And then he goes on, here's why. And then there's um, uh, some verses that I'm sure you guys know well. But I want to focus on that first part because we've kind of, we spent some time in Philippians where we read about Jesus emptying himself and how um, literally God becoming human and making himself like us, the word in flesh, and then dying death on a cross and how humbling all that was. Um, And then Philippian goes to this place too. And now because of that, he's lifted up. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the throne and it's by his name, the name of Jesus, no other name that we're saved. And then because of that also, he's the only one that has the right to come back and to judge. Um, God is the only one that has the right to come back and judge. And I feel like when I read that passage, I'm just reminded, you know, we're not talking about baby Jesus right now. We're talking about Jesus, King Jesus, the champion of heaven, coming back for his bride to come and say, I'm here. It's time. What a beautiful, powerful picture that is. And then as it, you continue to flush the chapter out, um, I'll continue to read those next um, verses. I think it's 35 and 36. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. And essentially the sheep, the people that are on his right side say, you know, what are you talking about, master? When did we do this? And, and Jesus tells him, um, whenever you did this for the least of these, someone who was overlooked and ignored, that was me. You did it to me. And so in this, I feel like oftentimes we kind of get to the holiday season where we're thinking about gifts or we're thinking about um, really our family units. And, you know, those kind of things can kind of take over our thoughts with different scheduling things going on with school and shopping and that kind of thing. And and I was just encouraged not only in who the person of Jesus is and, and in the end times, but like Clark said, how are we living unto the Lord right now? Yeah. When was the last time you thought about someone other than yourself? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, Say that's, it again. That was what's kind of the Holy Spirit lifted for me. It was just kind of like, wow, um, not just the least of these and the ignored and the overlooked, but really, when was the last time you thought about someone other than yourself? You know, right now we kind of get wrapped up in, oh, we got to get my toilet paper, 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 got to store up, got to store up. And um, and I'm not saying that's... We might have that again, who knows? Well, who knows? I'm not saying that's a foolish thing, but I do think that there's an encouragement today for us in Matthew chapter 25 to think of someone else. That's right. So I think that's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening and ask yourself those questions. You know, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? If he Mm -hmm. looks you in the eye and says, you know, do I know you? You ready to go? Has Christ made his home in your heart? Um, And then secondly, are we using the stuff that God's given us for his glory Mm -hmm. to the best of our ability every day? And again, there's no earning, but there is effort. Just like any other relationship, we're putting our best foot forward. And Mm -hmm. like Bobby said at the end, there is going to be a separation, heaven and hell for all of eternity. And in that, um, when have we thought of somebody other than ourselves? So consider those questions, but thanks for listening. God bless you, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.